Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska, and this is today's Bible class. A short Bible study, only about 13 minutes, but it gets us into God's Word every single day, seven days a week, and that helps us to stay strong in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We keep emphasizing that, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God. And that's crucial for us to be able to stay faithful to God and live according to his teachings. You know people in your life who need to change their focus in life, don't you? Who need to grow in their faith. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. Share with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around you may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're getting back to our line of thought and study, asking the question, are you neglecting your salvation? Are you neglecting your salvation? We're using as a basic text, Hebrews chapter two and verses one through three. In verse 1, the Hebrews writer says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed. In other words, pay diligent attention to the things we have heard. What things? The things of salvation through Jesus Christ. Lest we drift away. Lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward... How shall we escape if we neglect, if we neglect so great a salvation? You know, we understand we need to pay attention to things that are important to us and not neglect those things. There might be relationships. (laughs) Countless married couples have lost their marriage relationship through neglect on the part of one or the other spouse, or maybe both of them. Friendships have been lost because one or the other, or maybe both parties in the friendship, that relationship, they they neglected the relationship, didn't pay proper attention to it. How many cars have become mechanically unusable or maybe in need of major repair that would not have been necessary if the owner, the driver, had not neglected the upkeep of that vehicle. And how many homes have had to have major repairs that became necessitated because the owners did not give proper attention. They neglected to the more minor situations that developed along the way, like a storm blowing some shingles off the roof but they neglected to replace the shingles. And so the roof leaked, and it not only ruined the roof, but it ruined the walls and the floor, and you know it just went on and on in the house. Or maybe just did not keep up the house in various ways, and so after a while, different mechanics, such as hot water heaters, ceased to work, and cook stoves, and, and, and heaters, you know, furnaces, and, so, and you go on down the line just through neglect. Well, the most important area of our life that we need to be diligent to not neglect, 
is our soul's salvation. Because everything else in this physical life is temporary. It's of this world. But our souls, they're eternal. Our salvation is focused on eternal life in heaven. We need to not neglect our salvation. Are you neglecting your salvation? We talked about last time how many people neglect their soul's salvation by thinking they don't need to be with the church when the church comes together to meet, to worship God and study his word. They make all kinds of excuses. I worked five days this week or I worked six days this week. It's the only day I have to sleep late, to sleep in, to just relax, to, to go play golf or you know to go to a ball game of some kind or other. And they neglect worshiping God with the church. And in so doing, they neglect their dedication to God and to Christ through their failure to be worshiping as they should. And they also neglect their relationship, their fellowship with their brothers and sisters in Christ. So they cannot gain that strength through that fellowship, that spiritual strength for their faith and they cannot help their brothers and sisters in Christ to become stronger in their faith by being there and encouraging them because they're not there. We talked about how Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 19 and Colossians 3 and verse 16 talks about how as we sing praises to God, our adoration for him expressed in the words and messages of those songs, that those songs through those songs, we also speak to one another, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We teach and admonish, instruct one another through the words of those songs. But if we're not together in worship to God and studying his word, how can we do that? How can we fulfill what our singing is supposed to fulfill in those particular directions? Those songs, the words of those songs have meaning, have messages, and we're supposed to convey those, communicate those through our worship in song with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, primarily we're praising God and worshiping God through the words of those songs, but we're also teaching the messages of those songs to each other as we sing them together. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 7, we get the example of when the church of the first century understood that they were to come together to partake of the Lord's Supper as the church in worship. Now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, and that's understood as that breaking of bread as partaking of the Lord's Supper. Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. In other words, he preached. He preached God's word. But notice the wording again. When? On the first day of the week. Now, a whole lot of denominations say, well, yeah, we do that. We do that in the first day of the first week of each month or of each quarter or the first week of each quarter or maybe the first day of the first week in each six-month period. That's not what the text says. It says on the first day of the week. Every week has a first day. 
the Jews in Old Testament times, they understood the fourth commandment, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That was not some specific Sabbath day, once a, once a, a month or once a quarter or once every six months or once a year. They understood the wording there meant every Sabbath day. For Christians, we are to meet upon the first day of the week, and part of the purpose is to break bread, to partake of the Lord's Supper. That's the example of the early church. That's our example. Those denominations who say, well, that's not necessary every first day of the week, I wonder if they pass the collection plate around every Sunday. You see, the wording is the same. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse, verse 1, the Apostle Paul wrote this about that particular practice in worship. And yes, giving is worship. And this, here's what he said. Concerning the collection for the saints, as I've given order to the churches of Galatia, so also you must do on the first day of the week. Let each one of you lay something aside. Lay something aside. Storing up as he may prosper, that there be no collections when I come. Boy, are those denominations, they pass the collection plate every first day of the week. Why do they think it's not necessary when we have the same wording pretending to partaking of the Lord's Supper, why do they not think it's necessary, just as necessary, to worship God and remember the death, the burial, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through partaking of the Lord's Supper each first day of the week? Are you neglecting your salvation? In John chapter 4, beginning with verse 23, Jesus was teaching about true worship, what God expects of us, not what we come up with on our own, but what God expects from us. In verse 23, Jesus said this, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Now, there's some people who they got the spirit part down. They, they think, yeah, we've got to really get into this, but they don't have the truth part down. They would say, yeah, yeah, we, we're, we're really, our hearts are in it, but they're, they're not worshiping God as laid out in Scripture. You see, it makes a difference how we follow God, just as it makes a difference how we come to God through Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. But we've got to come to the Father through Christ in the way we're instructed. And we talked about in the, that in the first part of this, of this uh, line of thought and study. Have you come to him through baptism into Christ? We need to worship God. If you're neglecting to worship God the way that God wants you to worship him and with the consistency that God wants you to worship him, 
then you're neglecting your salvation. In Revelation 14 and verse 7, we read this, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. We need to worship God consistently, regularly, upon the first day of the week. And we could even throw in some other days of coming together to study his word and worship him. How could we worship him too much? And we need to worship him his way. Are you neglecting your salvation by not worshiping God as you should? Let's pray. Father, help us to recognize the need, the responsibility that we have, and your desire and expectation for us to worship you, your way. Help us to not let the devil get us off track so that we drift away and neglect our salvation. Please forgive us, gracious Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.